Welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, Zen and the art of strumming. We are not just going to talk about strumming in this episode. We are going to do a strumming meditation together. I hope you'll enjoy it. It's a little bit different, but you know what? The only way to make sense of strumming is to stop trying to make sense of strumming. Stick around. So the inspiration for today's episode comes from a question that was posted by Glendon. Glendon is a student on Euctropolis who's working on Booster Uke, the course that teaches you how to use the amazing fretboard phenomenon uh, that we call chord twins. Chord twins let you play a ton of really interesting uh, and really advanced sounding music with some very, very basic chord shapes. You just have to know what the shapes are and how to move them. So if you want to know more about Booster Uke, check out boosteruke.com and that will take you to the right place. But Glendon's question here is about the strum. He says, there are many strumming patterns, but I always end up with the same pattern, or at least that's what it feels like. He says, because there are many strumming patterns available online, and I tried to look at those, I was overwhelmed and I stopped. So he said, does it really matter? Do I have to learn all kinds of those strumming patterns or are there some rules that are that I should be following when it comes to strumming? Well, Glendon, this is a great question and I know that you're not the only one who is sitting there thinking, you know, how do I climb this strumming mountain? There seem to be so many approaches out there on the internet and in books and when I do it, it doesn't sound right. So what am I missing? Well, this is a big topic that honestly I've kind of shied away from um, for a long time because it's so difficult to really communicate. I mean, when you're looking at the left hand and you're looking at the fretboard, it's much easier to know if you're doing it right or if your student is getting it right. It's, it's easier to say, put the first finger on the first fret of the first string and there you go. That's a chord. Way to go. High five. It's a lot harder to say what is right on the right hand <laughs> because there is so much personality in the strum. Everybody's hands are built a little differently and everybody thinks and feels differently about rhythm and about strumming. And if you've done a Google search for ukulele strums or a YouTube search for ukulele strumming lesson, you know what I mean. There are so many attempts out there to make this simple or to make it easily understood or to make it universal or to boil it down to its essence. And you know, those are all good. Uh, and um, I think you should do that. You should go through as many tutorials as you can because the truth is kind of a, just a big combination of all those things and you pulling a little bit from each one of those answers and a little learning a little bit from each one of those teachers to create your own sense around what strumming is. But I, I can say, in, in my own experience, the one thing that has worked for me when I have tried to learn a new skill 
on the right hand. And I'm thinking specifically about when I learned claw hammer, or, or more specifically, all my failed attempts to learn claw hammer before I actually got it. All of my failed attempts to learn anything new on the right hand failed because I was thinking about it. I was trying to analyze what was happening. I was trying to draw it out on some kind of grid or um, some kind of system of understanding. And it wasn't until I just sat there and did it for hours on end that it finally sunk in. It wasn't until I gave up on trying to understand it that I started to understand it. I know that sounds very sort of philosophical, sort of armchair philosophy for ukulele players. But hey, that's what I do. Uh, So um, what I'd like to do in this episode is to do exactly that, inspired a little bit by my friend Steve Boffman, great teacher and player. And uh, he was the one who finally sat me down with a bunch of other people uh, at a music camp and basically locked us in a room, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not joking, uh, and, and said, okay, go. And we just played and played and played. He demonstrated the basic technique, and then he said, go. I'm going to do this for an hour, and we're not going to stop. I'll come around and give you little tips as, you, as, as we're going, but we're not going to let the rhythm die for 60 minutes. We're just going to go and go and go, because that is the only way that you will understand this in your fingers. You might understand it in your mind, but you won't understand it in your fingers until you just sit here, sit with it, and get it into your bones. That's the only way. And so today, that's exactly what we're going to do with the strum. Because I could sit here and I could explain how strumming works. I could explain how rhythmic subdivision works until I'm blue in the face. But... um it's not going to work. It's not going to answer Glendon's question. Are there some fundamentals about strumming that are kind of universal that I should be focusing on? So, less talk, more strumming. Let's do this together. I'm going to start strumming at 60 beats per minute. That is one strum per second. And you can do this with me. I'm not even going to play a fretted chord, I'm only going to play the open strings, like this. Try this with me. I'm using my index finger to strum downward toward the floor. If you don't have an ukulele in your hands, that's okay. You can air strum with me. Or you could strum on the corner of a piece of paper or on the side of your credit card. (laughs) Or if you're listening in the car, you could tap the steering wheel. This is one strum per second in a downward motion using the index finger. I'm strumming more or less where the neck and the body meet. That's going to give me a nice, warm, gentle tone. And in the background, you'll hear some other sounds. 
that remind us that yes, we are making music. lot of numbers in music. You hear the number four a lot. You hear the idea that we're in 4-4 four, four time, that there are four beats in one measure. But I want you to put that aside for a moment, and instead we're going to boil it down to just two beats. One, two, one, two, one, two. It's almost like walking. We're just thinking of sort of almost picturing left, right, left, right as we're strolling along. Left, right, left. We only need two beats in our lives, really. Because if you want to play in 4-4, four, four, then, well, you just double this. <laughs> so let's just think in two. So far, we've only been playing the strings in a downward motion. But of course we could play in an upward motion as well, in between these downs, because the hand is coming back up anyway. So we could hit the strings on the way back up, like if we went one, two, and one, two, and one, two, and. What would that sound like? Reminds me of that song. Same rhythm. helps me with rhythm when I can find a phrase, when I can find some words, or better yet, a song I already know that follows this same rhythm. So that instead of saying down, down, up, down, down, up, down, you know, instead of saying that, I'm, I'm feeling the music. Tell me the tale that to me so dear so far so good I really hope that you're playing along and not just listening to this podcast, but actually playing along, whether that's strumming your ukulele or air strumming or strumming 
using the corner of a piece of paper so that you feel this rhythm with us. still thinking in two beats. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Just that the second beat has two strums in it. Now let's change, change the pattern here. Let's Put two strums on the first beat instead of the second. Well, that would sound like this. One and two, one and two, one and two. La-dee-da, la-dee-da. That works, doesn't it? It sounds like la-dee-da. La-dee-da, down, up, down, down, up, down. La-dee-da, 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 la-dee-da. to do is to divide both beats, one and two, one and two, to divide both beats in half and get a continuous down and up strum. Let's try that. Here we go. Nice and steady down and up, down and up. chugga of a train. closer, louder and louder toward us, and even though it's getting louder, it's not getting faster, it's staying steady, chug. The 
This is the Learn by Doing episode of the Yuktropolis podcast. <laughs> Instead of talking about music, we're just playing music. Because that's what it takes. It takes somebody to take you by the hand, sit you down in a room, lock the door, and say, play this for an hour. If it doesn't make sense, it's because you're trying to make it make sense. Strumming does make sense. All the rhythms and mathematics of it, all the fractions and the ups and downs, it all really does make sense. I guarantee it. But do you know what? It all makes sense once you can do it already. You don't get there by making it make sense in your brain. That comes after. That's the view of strumming in the rear view mirror. Once you've already done this 10,000 times. Sometimes as teachers, we mistake one view for the other. We forget that the student is not looking in the rear view mirror, having already achieved proficiency. The student is coming at it head on the way we were when we were students and simply showing them that we now understand how it works. That is not always very helpful. What is helpful is to give them a room to hold their hand and gently encourage them to sit in that room Play, play, play. Until they feel it in their fingers, in their arms, in their body. The last place that all of this is going to make sense is in your mind. That is the final step in learning. To strum. That's the final step. Let's try something different. Let's try, instead of strumming on one, two, one, two, Instead of strumming those beats the way we started with, let's gently tap the strings with the palm of your strumming hand. Simply tap the strings like this. Tap, 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 tap. Very good. This tapping motion, and I'm using 
the palm of my strumming hand to just gently tap the strings, more or less where the neck and the body meet. This is a really handy little technique because it allows us to play nothing but to do something. That's a really nice thing because you know what's you know what's hard playing the ukulele. You know what's even harder than playing the ukulele? Not playing the ukulele. <laughs> Rests. You know those moments where there's silence in the music? I'm sure you've heard lots of musicians say this and your teachers say this. But, you know, that is the hardest part about music. The silences. It's also, arguably, the most beautiful part about music. Or at least a part of music that you simply can't do without. So by giving us something to do during a rest, it lets us stay in the groove. Eventually, we'll take the tap away. But for now, let's try this pattern. I'll play something and you join in when you get the hang of it. It goes like this. Tap, strum, tap, strum. I'm tapping and strumming, tapping and strumming. Now here's the important part. I'm strumming in the upward direction with my index finger. Tap, strum, tap, strum. I'm strumming up toward my face. And this is going to be really important for the next step. Tap, strum, tap, strum up toward my face. Now, here's the point where you might be thinking, gee, I wish this wasn't a podcast. <laughs> I wish this was a video so I could see exactly what he's doing. I wondered about that too. I thought, do I really want to do this strumming meditation without showing people what I'm doing on video? And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. In fact, this is kind of the perfect medium for learning the fundamentals of strumming and rhythm. Because you're not distracted by how it looks, how you think you should look when you're playing. You're just listening. You're following the instructions. And you're focused on the sound. This is tap, strum, tap, strum. Strumming upward toward the ceiling. I'm using the index finger to strum. Good. Now, what would be really nice and make this sound much more exciting 
is if we play it a bit faster. So I'm going to change the speed now and you just join in when you get the hang of it. We're doing the same thing. It's tap, strum, only this time it's gonna go a bit faster like this. Tap, strum, tap, strum, tap, strum, tap, strum. That's it. We're gonna do this a few dozen times. Drumming upward. Now, technically. What you're doing is you're strumming on the off beat. Let's give your mind a chance to catch up to your fingers now. The beat's going one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, but your strum is happening in between the numbers. One, two, one, two. And so we call those the off beats, and we count them using the word and. So we'd say one and two and one and two and one and two and one and two and. And so you can see why we also say, oh, you're playing on the and of one, and you're strumming on the and of two. You've probably heard that before, and that's where this terminology comes from. That you're playing your strum in between the numbers. When a rhythm really focuses on what's in between the numbers, well, we call that syncopation. Syncopation is a fancy word that just means emphasizing the beats that are not normally emphasized. That's one way of thinking about it. Now instead of tapping the strings, why not just miss the strings? <laughs> In other words, just air strum on the way down instead of tapping. You'll get this sound. If you air strum instead of tap, you'll get only strumming on the way up. Almost feels like we're floating through the rhythm. We're not doing anything except move through the air on beats one and two. Do you feel that kind of rhythmic levitation almost? Up, 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 
wonderful feeling. There's a certain lightness about the music. And remember how we got here. We got here by giving ourselves something to do on the strong beats, one and two. So that when we take that tap away, when we replace that tap with air, we still feel it. It's still there in our hearts, in our hands, in our bodies, and yes, in our minds too. It's still there. If we skip that step and we just try to play on the offbeats, there's nothing to ground us and we don't get this same sense of rhythmic levitation. Let's try one last strum. It's almost the same as what we're doing right now. One, two, one, two, one, and two, and. It's almost this same thing, playing on the offbeats. Except now we're going to add one down strum on beat number one. I'll do it, and you just join in when you get the hang of it. Be like this. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Now that, although it's almost the same as what we're doing before, is a real challenge, isn't it? It's down, up, up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down, up. So if you're struggling with this, remember what we did before, which was give yourself something to do in the rest. Why not tap the strings? One, two, one, two. I'm tapping on the number two. One, two, one, two. And every other beat I'm strumming on. Down, up, tap, up, down, up, tap.
like music. Feels like music. As we come in for a landing here, I'd like to go back to where we started. We've come a long way. But I want to go back to where we started, which was simply strumming downwards on the first and second beat, like this. This is where we began. This is where we end. There are only two beats. <laughs> there's just one, and there's two. Everything else is just a combination or a, an extension of that. If you can wrap your hands and your heart around the exercises that we've done here today, your mind will follow. You will make sense of it in whatever mathematical way makes sense to you. But it all begins in the fingers. It begins by doing. It ends by analyzing and understanding. And I hope that this is a, a practice session that you can come back to time and time again, that you can share with others, and that you can build upon. We did not cover every possible combination of downs and ups or strums and rests. The door to music is wide open. Pick up your ukulele. Walk through that door sit down in that room and play, play, play. Thanks for tuning in to this unusual but hopefully helpful Eucatropolis podcast. Thank you to Glendon for the question that inspired this week's episode. I'm your host, James Hill, and I'll be back again next week with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question. And in the meantime, you can find me over at uketropolis.com, where I'm interacting with students on a daily basis, where I'm teaching a whole library of unique online ukulele courses. I hope you'll come and join the fun. And until next week, keep on strumming.